Aloha, and thank you everyone so much for joining in for another Paradigm Shift Central Dream Discussion Circle. My name is Brendan, and uh, super excited to be here once again with some of the members here in our community to be able to dive deep into the discussion of dreams, dream practices, dream experiences, dream theories, all of those cool things. So for today's event, we have a small group with us here at the moment. I'll just bring you guys up on camera in the next second. We've got myself, we've got Jen, we've got Gwen, and uh, also Johnny who is here with us as well. So we'll uh, get right into things and just kind of start off the discussion. Not exactly sure how long we're going to be going for today. Um, like I said, Lacey is going to hopefully be joining us a little bit later into the event. Uh, she's really more of like kind of like the dream expert in terms of things. Uh, I'll share a little bit of my own experience and then we'll kind of also go around the group and just share a little bit about what some of our own experiences are with dreams, where our practice is currently at, as well as any dream stories, dream theories, and dream dream experiences as well. So yeah, so with that said, um, thank you again, everyone so much for joining. Thank you to those of you involved with the Paradigm Shift Central community. Not exactly sure like what the schedule for our dream class will look like or dream discussion circle will look like in the future. Uh, but nonetheless, we like to do these every at least couple months, if not sooner. And if I'm not facilitating these in the future, then uh, you'll be able to find some of the other creators in the community who will be facilitating them as well. So you can check out more of the events at paradigmshiftcentral.com and find us on Spotify at Paradigm Shift Radio. And um, special shout out to River, who is helping produce this episode. So, so with that said, um, just in terms of like sharing a little bit, we'll go around the circle, share a little bit about where our dream practices are. And again, the intention of the space for me, the intention of a space like this, like we've done dream discussion circles like many, many, many times within the Paradigm Shift Central community. Um, first one we did was like going back to like 2015. And again, you know, like even when I was like first starting out, like um, not even when I was first starting, but one of like the major kind of like chapters within my spiritual journey was when I went to like a lecture all about like lucid dreaming and astral projection. And for me, that was like such a big like period of just having those aha moments to be able to hear people just explicitly explain the idea that we are multidimensional beings and so for me dreaming is one of the most immediate ways to be able to tap into that to tap into it through direct experience and again and just be able to tap into it through the the shared documentation of our collective experiences as well so uh for me currently i then this is where you know like even facilitating this discussion like i i like doing these discussions because it helps bring me back to the practice because i can say that as a again like a new father and just kind of like with everything else one second just with everything else on our schedule um dreaming for me like it's it's been weird because like i feel quite distant from my dreaming practice and and i like to be able to uh again you know just like bring more attention to it in terms of recording my dreams but right now um my recall like in the past week i also was recovering from covid so there was some interesting kind of like dream experiences there um but even still like my recall is probably maybe like a two if that and then like my um like in writing down my dreams um i've been trying to get back into to it but even that i would say is like maybe like a two or a three so for me it's something that you know just being able to surround myself with other people who are also working on the practice is super important for me and i know that there's a lot of potential in me as a dreamer um but at the same time right now it's just uh being able to again kind of like prioritize the other things in my life and then at certain times sometimes unfortunately dreaming kind of gets put to the wayside um but nonetheless it hasn't devalued my appreciation for it as a passion so i'm hoping that as i kind of navigate things more as a father and 
and everything like that, that just being able to bring more attention to the dream practice is something I'll have more time for as well. So we'll go around the circle a little bit and we'll share, uh, give people a chance to just kind of share, you know, like, how's everyone, what's your relationship like with dream practices? And also, I know, buddy, on a scale of like one to 10, like, where is your dream? What, what is your, your dream, like recall currently, like give or take in terms of remembering your dreams, as well as even just like writing down your dreams. So with that said, we'll go around the circle. And then again, if anybody has any like dream stories, you guys want to share as well as dream theories, you know, like just talking about like, what are dreams is always a fascinating topic for us to be able to go back to, to help us gain an understanding of it. So um, who would like to be able to go first and we'll just kind of like go around the circle and then we'll kind of, again, just kind of hopscotch from there. All right, so we'll pass over to Johnny. Johnny, thank you so much. I'm glad you're able to join in. And uh, yeah, with that said, welcome to Dream Discussion Circle and we'll pass the talking stick over to you. So what's your relationship like with dreams, et cetera, et cetera? Go ahead, Johnny. Okay, so um, recently, and when I say recently, I mean like in the past like three, four weeks, I haven't really been doing any dream practicing. It, um, It's kind of, you know, like you said, my passion for it never never leaves, you know what I mean? But um depending on what I have going on uh, is, is whether I can or how much I can pay attention to it or not. But I will tell you some of the things that I do to um, implement dream practice into my spiritual journey. So number one is a dream journal. I have a dream journal that whenever I wake up from a dream. um, Okay. So I know generally it's hard to remember some of your dreams, right? So whenever you do remember a dream, I kind of see that as a sign of it being very, very important. You know what I mean? Um, so I have a dream journal, a whole journal put aside where um, I write down a dream. If one, I remember it or two, you know, it's just like it's very detailed or whatever the case. And it's kind of crazy how 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 fast you'll forget your dream once you are woken up. You know what I mean? But I think dreaming has a lot to do with our multidimensionality. Um, and so the dream journal is like, you know, a necessary, necessary thing for me. Um, number two, as far as your dream recall, I know that you have to like dreaming is, is done better when you set intentions. So before you go to sleep, right before I go to sleep, I, you know, whisper to myself, my higher self, whatever you want to call it. And I'll say, you know, like I'm going to remember my dream or I'll say, um, I'll say, I'm going to enter the spirit realm. I'll put some sort of intention there, which I'll bring this over to like a dream theory of mine. I think when you dream it can be a like a number of things, right? It can either be like a past life memory. You can either be in the actual spirit realm where your spirit body is separate from your physical body. Um, you can uh, you can be just lucid dreaming, which I guess would kind of be like in your mind. Those are the dreams where you seem to have control over a lot of things. If you say something, it just happens. Um, and uh, yeah, I think those are the three past life spirit realm, lucid dream, or a message. You could be receiving a message and obviously dream messages are very difficult to, uh, to interpret. Um, for that, I've read uh, a book called like the dream Bible. And it's basically just um, a culmination of, of things you can potentially see in your dreams and what they might mean. Um, I think this, this kind of like these meanings though, are just based off like the human collective and what other people see in their dream and, and kind of the meanings that they like tie those two. Um, so my dream recall has actually been a really, really, uh, really good lately. It really has. Um, but it's been like lucid dreaming. So lately I've been dreaming and I've just been able to kind of like say something or do something. And it just happens like, like in the dream. Um, 
a couple of weeks ago, I was working with an herb. Um, I've only I've only used it maybe like two, I think, or three times. Um, it's an herb uh, that comes from Africa. It's called Entrada Reedy, and um, it's a dream herb. And basically you start off with like a, like a half gram of it and you put it in some tea. So I've been using it with, um, uh, what's the name of that tea? Um, chamomile, chamomile tea. Chamomile tea is supposed to be good for like putting you to like sleep. Um, so the Entrada Reedy is supposed to slowly um, bring you to an awareness in your dream so that you can, so that you're in the dream state, but you are aware that you're dreaming. Um, and like I said, I've only used it a couple times because um, it's supposed to be on a consistent thing and just, you know, life happens. So I, I haven't been giving it the attention it deserved, but um, yeah, as far as that goes, like that's my theories on what dreams can be. Um, uh, sorry i'm sorry i was getting a sorry i was getting a call i don't know if it paused um but that's my theories as far as like what i think you know dreams could be and um just the journal and the intention i feel like are the things that help me out the most you know what i mean because uh the intention is everything dude intention is is everything for sure that's awesome Thank you. Thank you, Johnny, for sharing. And so you were saying like um, recently that you've had a few lucid dreams. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, I had a dream the other day that like, uh, so I was in a place that was very similar to Earth. And it's just like, mm. uh, <laughs> and okay, so I just, as I was going throughout what I guess would be like my day, I was, um, it was almost very Harry Pottery, you know what I mean? Like, if I wanted to, uh, if I wanted to light a candle, I would say like flamo and the candle would light. But I was also, I was also like, we were, un we were oppressed from some sort of system that would go after people that, that like they see could, could perform, you know, magic like this. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I've actually had two dreams that were, that were similar like that. So I don't know, man. I'm thinking like, I'm like, man, maybe this is another life for me. Maybe somewhere out there, you know, like I tune into a reality and that's like what it is. It's like exactly like what's going on now, except we can do really cool magic. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how like, again, even within the dream space, like from one level, that's basically where we're practicing being able to level up as manifestors. You right. know, it's like, it's just being, it's a place where we literally get to experience the idea that like thoughts create reality instantaneously. Yes. But okay. Then, I'll but say then, one more, I'll say one more it. thing because yeah, yeah, yeah. this is literally popping in my mind right now. Please so do. I did have a dream. This was a couple of weeks ago. And um, you know how like in Egypt, they say like the Pharaohs were gods or whatever. And like, a, it was really big to prepare you for like the afterlife and stuff. So I had a dream where basically I was being explained to me that like these, like, let's say I take a Pharaoh, for example, and many people, but many like Egyptians or whatever, right. They would consider themselves gods because in another realm they were. And when they brought that awareness to this realm, it allowed them to do certain things where if you were unaware of that, right? Like you just, it just seemed though you were in awe. Like it just seemed something that was like, just, whoa, like super out of the ordinary. And like, I'm pretty sure Anubis was in that dream. And he was telling me like, that's why, you know, you're considered like, that's why you all, cause we all are gods, right? Like we all are, it's just some people know and some people don't know, I guess like, that's why they say knowing is half the battle. Right. So yeah, dude. And I was in this dream and they were like, you know, this is who you are in this realm. And so when you go to this realm, you take all that energy with you and all of it can't fit in that human body, 
but you, it's still like, you know, um, at your, like not, I don't want to say disposal, but you know, it's still like, you, you still have access to it somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah. Dreams are vague and I don't, you know, I didn't understand it like that, but I basically just spoke up and was like, who am I? That's you know? cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it, it definitely, you know, like that's where dreams are so powerful for so many people. Cause it's like, a direct experience to kind of like this cosmic power that we have within us. And then again, you know, it's like here, here in this version of reality, it's like, it's like we, we almost need like this sort of like physical denseness to prevent us from manifesting all the time. Uh, right, right, because right. Of, you know, like with the ability that we would have to manifest, it would almost be like giving like a baby a bazooka. Um, you know, it'd, right. be, it'd be like too powerful. Right. So it's just like, extent, like okay, yeah, you're yeah. gods, but it's just like in that reality, it's like, yeah, you can experience like things instantaneously without the same repercussions, but it's like here, we need you to kind of like master this intention behind your manifestation process. So right. um, it gets really, I actually had that yeah. dream. I had that dream while I was working like with that earth, that intraterity. That's, cool. that's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, uh, we'll, we'll just kind Hi, of pass Lacey. the talking stick around and there's Lacey there. Um, Lacey, I was going to say, have you had dreams of Anubis? Hasn't like, have we talked about that where you've like had like Anubis and some of the Egyptian gods like showing up in your dreams and stuff? We'll just kind that's of. That's my uncle. That's... <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, definitely lots of um, Egyptian type of dreams. I would say like the most recent one that I had is like I was the guide on the river Styx I told you about that one where I was guiding souls to the afterlife that's um, awesome that sounds yeah. lit <laughs> yeah it was pretty cool like there's a lot of stuff that was happening that I what's so fascinating about dreams is like I don't know if you experience this or anyone else who is listening um, where you'll almost like get information um, that you may have not had access to. Like, absolutely. Not, you know, like I'm not super like versed in like Egyptian mythology. Like I know right. obviously no stuff, but like the really cool part was when I was in that dream and I was guiding people to the afterlife, there were like alligators or like crocodiles like in the water. And I didn't realize that they actually worship them. And um, yeah, that's a dream meaning right there. Like when like so when you see alligators in your in your dreams, it's um, basically like so there's a thing, right? Whether you see them and they're chill or whether they're angry and they're trying to like bite you or whatever. Right. So was it one of those? They they were mostly just observing us. Um, Okay. Because it I means it's, it means like, you know, you, you're supposed to keep an eye on like the people that are around you, you know, like there's like, um, I don't want to say it, like just someone maybe either being dishonest, trying to fool you or something like that. Like um, when you see an alligator in your dream. Yeah. It, and like their presence wasn't, um, I wouldn't say menacing, but it was yeah. like intimidating. Was intimidating. Right. I was like, yeah. I think they're just like, doing their thing. Yeah. They're just doing their thing. <laughs> yeah. But I have Brendan, I've dreamt of all sorts of different um cultural backgrounds, you know, obviously yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Amet is the deity for for out for the crocodiles. Yeah. That's right. Amit. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, oh I mean shaking her head on that one. That, so <laughs> 
<laughs> we can um we we can pass the talking stick around some more. I'd love to yeah, hear. Yeah, from, I'll uh, mute my I'll mute from, my Jen and, and Gwen as well. Nice um, to meet you, Lacey. Um, thank you, Johnny. Is again, thank you, Lacey. Um, Gwen or uh, Jen, did either of you want to share just a little bit about what your experiences are with with dreams uh, in general and currently as well? If you'd like to share, feel free. <laughs> and whoever, okay. wants to... sure, I'll, I'll go ahead. Okay. okay, sure, go ahead, Jen, and then Gwen, you can go after that. Um. I'm on here. I used to be a very vivid dreamer uh, all of my life uh, up until about five years ago when um, I, I, that's the best time frame I can put on it uh, um, around five. It could be, you know, plus or minus a uh, couple of years. Uh, so, you know, who knows? But um, anyway, it, it, I don't I don't have great recall now. And so I was just, I've already gotten a lot of benefit out of this discussion, just realizing that even you guys, your dream recall waxes and wanes, that it's not like, you know, a steady progression. Uh, and then, you know, if you lose it, it's gone. And, <laughs> you know, so that, that kind of, um, help helps me be more hopeful that maybe my my period my, my low period is is just that a phase um and that it's possible to uh to elevate the the recall a little bit with some of the tips great tips that i've heard um so far mainly setting your intention before you go to sleep to remember your dreams and then, of course, the dream journal. Um, I do have a journal beside my bed, but it's never been written on because I never, <laughs> I have yet to remember them, but I don't do the intention setting. So that's something that I'm going to uh, definitely going uh, to start doing and seeing if, uh, if, if that makes a difference. Um, so anyway, I, I just uh, am mainly here as a sponge to uh, absorb information, and I appreciate everyone sharing such great tips. Um, before I pass it over to Gwen, though, I before I stopped remembering my dreams, um, which, you know what, by the way, it just occurred to me that the time frame may be coincidental with when I had uh, a stroke. I had a stroke about five years ago. Um, so that's interesting. I, I've never quite connected that dot before. But um, anyway, what, what um, before I, when I did have good recall, I would have a recurring dream. And I never really had, an, had anybody that I could ask what that recurring dream might mean. So is it okay if I just briefly describe it and and um, give me yeah. any impressions that you can Yeah, definitely. So I, I just want to say normally a recurring dream is like a past life memory. So it's, you're supposed to pay attention to where you are, what time period it is, because it, it'll be significant to the life you're living now. Well, that's, that's how I figured out my, my Egyptian incarnation. My bad, I'll mute myself. <laughs> The, um, it, the circumstances would change 
um, the best I could correlate it to was based on the amount of stress that I was under at the time. Um, it was a, I would dream about tornadoes. Uh, first of all, it's, it's a huge fear uh, or used to be a huge fear of mine. Um, but the tornado would, sometimes it would be a white tornado way off in the distance, just kind of, you know, going across the, the horizon. Um, if my stress, it seemed like the tornado grew darker, larger, I mean, wider and closer to me based on the scale of, of stress that I was under. Like if I was under tremendous stress, I only had, I only got hit by the tornado maybe once or twice in my life. Um, what was the stress related to, if I might interrupt and ask? Oh my God, well. <laughs> if you feel comfortable saying it, if not, that's, that's would, totally cool. I would feel comfortable if I could remember what that okay. particular stress was that I was going through at the time I got hit by the tornado. Um, but it, most of it, I was a workaholic before I retired. And most most of my stress was uh, work related or you know family related you know just the typical kind of stressors. I don't I, I don't have children so that couldn't have been it. Um, so it was mainly career I think um, and, and and friend and uh, family relationship. But um, anyway, uh, what it, is that common? I guess. It would be my first question that kind of yeah repetition or significance and and that variable predictable variable yeah. pattern I, I think um, so the disaster lot. thing is is common definitely like people, yeah, people of dream of disasters i don't exactly know what it means but i'm going to contact the star seed that i gave my dream bible to and have her look that up and we'll and i'll like make yeah. conclusions from there and stuff it's and i have your you think my bad uh spider-man no 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 it's, it's all good man um yeah and anybody else we can just chit chat for a bit and then we'll kind of keep going around the circle just basic introductions but i was going to say you know like with dreams it's always <clears throat> it's always interesting to keep in mind where it's like dreams <clears throat> excuse me like dreams are a conversation you know like they're they're a conversation between ourselves and our and our soul our energy body so i think it's important for us to you know in the same way we you know just kind of like observe how we're doing physically within our physical body when we wake up in the morning and be like oh like you know maybe i've got like a rash that wasn't there before oh i should probably pay attention to that and treat it in the same way you know like our dreams are kind of like an indicator for how the energy body speaks to the physical body uh through the form of symbolisms within within our dreams so it's like if you're dealing with something that is carrying some sort of like heavy emotional weight, like I don't think it would be uncommon for that to appear within your dreams in a way that would also like represent either like, like some sort of like physical symbol of like something that's like, like, like looming on you and heaviness. Right. And, and, and I think like weather is actually a very interesting um, symbol that, that will, that does commonly kind of correlate to different, emotional patterns that we may be going to where it's like you know it's like oh you're feeling happy it's a bright sunny day you're feeling sad it's a gloomy day sort of thing so it's like as obvious as that sounds sometimes the obviousness of it is again just kind of like the way to make sure that the message is is there so you know if we are having these dreams where there's like something heavy looming in our dream like those should be you know at, at that point i think as a practice for for us as dreamers you know we almost want to 
be our own kind of like doctors where we're paying attention and we're just like, well, you know, like, like, what am I, what, what am I not paying attention to in my current reality? That is perhaps like the cause of this. Um, and, And then to just kind of like draw that parallel and then to kind of like notice how, you know, like it's, it's dreams are very much like holistic. So it's like, right. if you're like, Oh, I want to get better at my dream practices. <clears throat> one of the best ways to get better at your dream practices and just kind of open up to more of those dreams that we really seek and desire. It, it's something where it's like, check in with your physical reality, check in with your okay. physical well-being, check in with your emotional well-being, with your relationships and stuff. Cause I think like, it's kind of like one of those things where as more of our waking life kind of becomes conscious and becomes clear and becomes lucid that lucidity literally kind of goes into the into the dream practice where it it clears the way for for more of those transmissions to come through where it's like oh like then it's like the ones where it's like whoa like this is like super enlightening and stuff like that but at the same time it's like every every dream is you know important in its own way because you know in most cases it's like it's it's what you need right now sort of thing so it's like be with the dream where you are and then I think for us it's it's just a matter of kind of like you know developing that natural curiosity about well what is this dream trying to tell me and I think again you know the best person to interpret your dreams is you and and I think a lot of it is intuitive if you were to say like well what does what does it feel like it represents right 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 and even down inside yes it yeah even if you were to guess it'd be like oh well maybe it has something to do with the fact that there's like something going on at my work that i haven't fully dealt with or there's like some forgiveness that i haven't fully gone through fully or something like that um lacy i just wanted to pass it to you specifically does this make sense for you or do you want to add in anything and then we can pass it around and gwen and johnny and as well you guys can jump in yeah for sure um Sorry, someone's playing video games beside me. But, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would say those are all like totally spot on. Um, obviously, our dreams can are can be manifestations of our waking reality, especially our emotional states. Uh, like tornado mm-hmm. is such a a common theme for a lot of dreamers. Um, it's usually you know, the way that she described it, you know, in the distance, but yeah, sounds wicked, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Gnawing at you and then maybe like surfacing, but not being fully uh, integrated. Um, And I find that dreams are really great for that. Uh, Really, if you pay attention to them and you become your own interpreter, interpreting them, that's when you learn so much about yourself. And then also make room to have what Brendan was saying, those more maybe higher dimensional uh, dreams and lucid dreaming or ash projecting and all that stuff, if that's what you want to do. Because even the basic stuff is still amazing, right? Like it's still, you're still getting to know who you are on this really deep level. Um, I think it's like a muscle, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the more you work at it, the, the more intense and, uh, you know, prolific the dreams will end up being, Absolutely. you know? But I mean, like dreams, everything in the dream is cryptic messaging, like every single little detail, you know what I mean? Especially what you end up remembering, because you'll remember the weirdest details about a dream. You're like, I don't know what happened, but I was wearing a green dress. What does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, pay attention to everything. The little details are important Mm -hmm. too. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's for you specifically because you're just like starting out again um 
just flexing that muscle and being gentle with yourself and knowing that like we're all dreamers and that they will come back to you. You will remember. Um, and you do go through phases, like even as the type of dreamer that I am, who's been doing it and studying it and doing it for a very, very long time. I still go through phases where, you know, I'll have like, you know, off weeks or whatever. Um, and then I give myself permission to be like, okay, like I'm, I need to rest, like truly rest, maybe rest my spirit and not be traveling around the universe. I feel that that's like, I feel that. Yeah. I feel like also whatever, whatever you put in front of. So, and a really big thing because dreaming is controlled, like in this reality, right. It has a lot to do with like our entertainment and leisure and like what we put in front of ourselves entertainment wise you can you can do this on your own if you watch a movie right before you go to bed whatever that movie is about your dream will be related to that because like it just does something to your subconscious mind so like uh, i don't know i don't yeah i don't have like the you know the fundamentals of exactly how that works but even if you're just reading a book like if you're reading a book about a certain time period i say 80 percent of the time when you dream it's going to be about whatever like that is so, I mean, I'm sure that could be like a tool you can use to your benefit Absolutely. too, you know? Yeah, it's like you can, you can start kind of like picking it. You think about it, yeah. Watch an Egyptian movie and you'll have an yeah. Egyptian dream, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's, you know, like the, the dreams are, again, they're, they're the landscape of our imagination. So what yeah. are we populating our imagination with? So it's like in the same way that can be used against us, that can also be used for us. And that's where even just surrounding ourselves with community and having these discussions is already kind of like firing off certain neurons and stuff like that. Um, Gwen, I'd love to pass it to you. I can, if you'd like to jump in. I'll with see you all in my dreams. Of your, there we go, <laughs> any of your own insights and, and as well as um, please feel free to introduce yourself and, and what your experiences with dreams as well, Gwen, and welcome. Um, Gwen, uh... Uh, once again, there's parallels between Jen and I because one of my main stress dreams has been tornadoes pretty much my whole life. Oh, wow. You guys um, are like sisters. It's just interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe it was Gen X. We grew up with too many tornado warnings. I don't know. Or, or constant Probably, talk yeah. about it at school. And then next thing we knew, it was about nuclear war. And then we, so, didn't, have, we didn't have Doppler radar back then. So you know, if, if a tornado was anywhere within like, a, I swear, a 500 mile radius, our alarms went off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I would say for some reason for me, uh, tornadoes and, you know, whirlwind chaos. Um, and of course, in Egyptian beliefs, uh, the god of storms is Set, who's the god of chaos. Um, but I also, for me, for some reason, a, a white tornado in the distance would be a reminder that I needed to purify and just like take off some of the burdens that I'm carrying with me that are not mine. Uh, because the more they would build up, the more heavy the storm would get. And it was like my, my mind's way of telling me you're getting, you're, you're carrying too much, you know, absorbing too much from your environment and you're not remembering to put it down. Um, but interesting, the thing with your stroke, I was thinking, is that perhaps it really did uh, basically the pathway that you had developed over your life for dreaming and remembering your dreams probably got, you know, kind of kinked up or messed up. But the nice thing is we know now that adults, it, it doesn't even matter how old you are with, uh, with stroke recovery, you can regrow connections. You can also grow new connections completely. So the exciting thing is you could maybe make it different or better than it was in the first place. Um, 
But as to dreams for me, dreams as a kid were originally not a gift. They were usually uh, dreams of horrible things happening in other parts of the world or slightly precognitive dreams of natural disasters that then did actually happen and that I assumed that I somehow made happen. Um, So as a kid, I did everything I could not to sleep. But then I realized that didn't work because when I collapsed, then the dreams would be worse because uh, it does turn out you have more REM sleep the more exhausted you are when you fall asleep. So the more the intensity would be more full sensory the more I went without sleep. So then I took the opposite track, which was to try to hypnotize myself to go to sleep at night. So I actually bought a little crystal ball pendant just so I could hypnotize myself to sleep and try to go to sleep in a calm state looking at something pretty. And over time, I got to where when a dream seemed to be taking a route I didn't want it to go, I slowly learned to change it. In the course of the dream, I would say, oops, nope, I don't like where this is going. And I would start making different things happen within the dream. Usually it was only little things at first, but later on it became things like I'm falling and so I suddenly can fly, <laughs> which was really, really useful. <laughs> did you, did you was, recognize that as lucid dreaming at the time? I didn't know what lucid dreaming yeah, was. There weren't I thought any so, internet. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't an internet and there weren't, weren't much in the way of books um, in Kansas available <laughs> at the time. I didn't discover any books on the occult even until I was in uh, high school. And even then, when you would look in the library, they were always gone. So I would get the titles based on the library and then go to bookstores until I could get them ordered for me and and buy them. So back then, yeah, we couldn't just Google. (laughs) So no, I did not recognize this as lucid dreaming until um, late teens when uh, a person who was a... um, Partial Native American. I don't know what all of his background was. He said he was bear totem. He was uh, one of the good friends of my mother-in-law to be at the time, who was Wiccan. Um, he uh, helped me deal with PTSD because after years of being able to lucid dream, I had a sexual assault uh, that led to a lot of trauma and basically PTSD and went back to not sleeping as much as possible. And every time I'd sleep, I'd have a reoccurring dream of the incident. And uh, he noted that uh, my fiance and I, when we dreamed together, could actually do things in our dreams together. We would meet up and dream in different forms and and then remember our dreams and tell each other, oh, I did this and the other, but well, I, I know you did that. And then you did this. And I'd go, how did you know that? and realized that we were dream sharing. And he decided he was gonna use this to help me, the the shaman guy without my PTSD. So he got us together and had us go into my dream when I was younger as our spirit forms, our spirit animals. He was bare and he was there to back us up. And we killed and ate the other guy's totem, the guy that assaulted me's totem in the dream. And I never have had that dream ever again. I won't say wow. it cured all, all the trauma related to it, but it stopped the PTSD nightmares that I even had one waking while in college class. I started to doze off in, in class and started fighting the guy in my dream in class, which made everyone think I was on drugs. <laughs> it did not go over well. Um, but that, that, it showed that lucid dreaming can be used as a 
a uh, kind of a powerful healing system. And I'm wondering if some of the healing they're doing on PTSD with mushrooms is sort of a lead lucid dream to deal with the trauma. Mm. I, I don't know as I haven't had any, the I've had some formal psychological treatment, but not for the PTSD beyond a doctor saying, well, that's a neat way that you treated your PTSD. <laughs> um, but right now, most of my dreams, I do usually remember key aspects. I don't always write them down. I find if it's, it's hard for me to get, to pick up the paper and wake up enough and write it down without losing it. So I often record things into my phone because I have a recorder I can just tap my sleep app also records. So if I just talk in my t start talking as I'm waking up before I'm fully awake, it will record my sleep talking. Um, and I can, I find that useful. Um, and lately I've been dreaming of spiders and snakes biting my left foot. But I don't know what that one means. Maybe John can give that an idea on that one. <laughs> or Lacey. Oh, and one jump back, Sobek is the, the main crocodile deity in ancient Egypt, not yeah, yeah, but yes. has, has aspects of crocodile and hippo together and is the you're one right, that eats, though, yeah, your, eats your soul if you're uh, <laughs> judged as uh, your heart being either too light or too heavy. That's right. Yeah. So I've had a snake bite me in my dream as well. And apparently it means like you've lost sight of something that you once held like important. So, you know, like, let's say you start a project and, you know, you kind of lose sight of why you, why you started that project. Cause I've had a snake bite me um, in the foot before too. That's so wild, dude. It literally <laughs> woke me up like out of my dream. Um, but yeah, it was, um, yeah. I don't know about the spider though. The spider. Yeah, it was a very persistent spider. And usually I have I a good relationship with grandmother spider. I mean, in fact, I used to be allergic to spider bites as a kid and, you know, as an anaphylactic shock from them. And wow. then I then I got bit by a brown recluse, didn't have anaphylactic shock from it, just uh, had to get treatment for that wound. And then after that, I had a dream where grandmother spider came and visited me. And ever since then, anytime I get a spider bite, I just get a little itchy lump. So I, mean, I, though I, don't, I don't know that she did that. It's hard to say, because supposedly your allergies can change through the years. Right. But the timing of it, I got bit by a spider the next day after the dream and expected that I was going to have to freak out because I was out of did not have an EpiPen at the time I had no health insurance and I was like great I'm gonna have to go to the hospital it's gonna be this big bill and then all I got was an itchy lump <laughs> so that was no no big deal but other than that um setting intention I would tell Jen and other people that we mm -hmm. have so much at our disposal now if you use any sort of ASMR videos on YouTube now, I always recommend checking it out when you're awake first to make sure that you actually agree with anything they say or do before you fall asleep to it. <laughs> I'm but working on making my own. Mood, you can even just do the ones that are ambiance videos of anything that interests you. I mean, they have Harry Potter, they have Avengers. They, <laughs> um, I've used Doctor Who ones because I've always been a Doctor Who fan since sixth grade. And I find that those will often put me into a dream that's mostly entertainment. And that's like where I get most of my, um, I don't have a lot of uh, resources or time to be able to take a vacation. So my vacations are my dream vacations and going and traveling to different worlds in my dreams. And I find that using those little resources, if you're having trouble getting into a dream or remembering any dream, they will give lay down just enough stuff that it might not be exactly what it lays down, but you'll often recognize elements in the dreams you had 
that are related to what you were listening to. Um, so they don't still, they don't necessarily like dictate your dream to you, but they can be a useful tool to put you into a mindset. So if you wanted to be in a healing mindset, you listen to something about healing. There's lots of ASMR healings. There's actual Reiki healing sessions online. So anyway, Lots that's there. just a suggestion as a useful tool, but I'll hush now. Okay, so I got to I got to go guys, but um this was fun and um, I'll totally I'll totally join some more of these. Um do we do the dream discussion like what is this today? So it's every Thursday. We're uh, that the dream discussion circle. We're kind of like figuring out a new schedule, but we'll keep okay. you in the loop, dude. All so, right, definitely, cool. definitely. But it was nice to meet all of y'all, and we're all in the same chat. I'm assuming, so yes. definitely, I'll see y'all we'll soon. See you right? Thanks, yes, Johnny. Journey well, everyone. Take care. Awesome, um, Jen. You got your mic open. Did you want to reply to something like what I'm saying? I know, <clears throat> I know, Lacey just stepped away, but I was kind of curious to just kind of like dive into a little bit of like the the healing potential behind dreams as well. But go ahead, Jen, you can jump in with anything you'd like to hit upon. Yeah, no, I, I just uh, appreciate sharing uh, the tips that you did and um, the ex the insights and explanation. I really resonated with a lot of that. So, uh, so thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I did want to, um, like I said, like the idea of like shared dreams is always something that's been incredibly fascinating to me. Like to me, just being able to kind of talk about like the potential behind dreams is, is something that just like completely just expands my consciousness, even just kind of thinking about it, where it's like, you know, we're kind of <clears throat> conditioned to be in this, this thought process of dreams are just local to the individual consciousness. But once you start realizing that like dreams are an experience where we're actually like tapping into like a shared network, um, it's, it's beautiful. It really opens up a lot of potential. And, you know, for me, I, I love being able to look at even like a lot of like the Aboriginal cultures and, and start looking at like how they use dreams, you know, they would use dreams uh, for healing as, as we already talked about, but they would also use it for like literally communing with ancestors communing with nature spirits, communing with loved ones who are not in the physical realm anymore. So, you know, like it's, it's just very amazing to just think that, you know, even throughout our history as like humans have evolved, it seems that dreams in themselves have already, have already kind of like, like they're, they're in their own plane of like, of, of evolution sort of thing. It's like, it, it opposed to thinking, you know, in some ways it's like our relationship with dreams have kind of devolved over the past like 50, 60 years. Um, so now we have to kind of like rebuild it and reclaim it. Um, but the potential for them has always been there. And, and that's where even just for, you know, people such as Jen and, and again, even myself who kind of go through phases of not having as much recall. Um, I know for me, it's, it's never like this thing where it's like, oh, I'm never going to get it back. It's really just a matter of like having that intention to be able to do the practice, you know, like it's, it's literally the same with, <clears throat> with any sort of physical activity where it's like, oh, like, I forget how to play the piano and stuff like that. But it's like, oh, but you could, you could learn again, you could practice again, you could kind of like tap back into that, that neural muscle. And then again, you know, I think for a lot of us, it's like, also opening up our mind to this idea that innately, we, we dreaming is something that like, it's not like we just know how to do it. It's like we do it. It's like a part of our nature. In the same way a tree grows, no one has to tell the tree to grow. It just has to, you know, have the right environment for, for it to be able to happen. So I think when we kind of open our mind to just being able to know that, like, 
you know, if we create the right environment and support systems for ourselves, like the dreaming will take place. Um, so then it's like, how do we kind of create the container for it? And kind of what I was saying, it's just like, just being open to the, the ideas of knowing what's possible. If people are just convinced that dreaming is just this thing where, you know, it's just like random symbols and, and it's just kind of, you know, just non-important information, then to some people, that's what it will be. But as soon as we start kind of changing the story of what our dreams can be, um, then we start kind of like getting into more of the potential of what they could be as well. Um, anyways, I'm, I'm just kind of like just babbling on here and stuff like that. But go ahead, Gwen. Yeah, yeah. Jump in. I was going to say even science has already decided that dreams have a, have their use in terms of they're pretty certain that they're part of our learning process. So if you're having trouble dreaming, another suggestion might be to try to learn a new skill that's completely unrelated necessarily to dreaming uh, because they have found out that uh, if they had some, I think the actual study they did were people learning how to ski with a video game. And they found that the people that were allowed to go through full sleep cycle where they had REM sleep, experienced REM sleep, because you have REM sleep whether you remember it or not, just about every 90 minute interval during sleep. It'll be at the end of that 90 minute interval. Um, so they found that the people that did that were more skilled on the game when they came back to play it. So it is our brain's natural way of practicing new skills in our sleep. And they even think that nightmares may have been a tool to help uh, children, you know, learn to avoid dangers. So uh, before there were more, you know, we were aware of things like tornadoes being a threat. Uh, children probably dreamed about the local predatory animals in their area, or even just something in the dark being a threat yeah. as a way of teaching themselves what they could do to avoid danger. Yeah, it's interesting because like, again, you know, when you look at like the, the evolution of a species like there's a practical purpose behind dreams like you said to learn and also to be able to protect us in a lot of ways you would dream of you would dream of the jaguar and then you would kind of like develop this acuteness so that when it shows up in real life you already have that instinct to be able to know what to do um but nowadays it's interesting because it's like you know I feel for, for the most cases, like for a lot of people, we're kind of in this society where it's like this, like high level of anxiety, like, like all the time. And, and our brains kind of got confused because it, it's, it's almost as safe as it's ever been, but at the same time, it has anxiety higher than it's ever been at the same time. Um, and that's where, again, you know, I think for a lot of people like dream time, um, whereas normally it would be like this place for like rest and recuperation. Instead, it becomes this place where it's almost just like muddied noise um, because it's like everything that's happening with the day. It's the stressors at work. It's the not like just the things that shouldn't really be important, but somehow are occupying so much of our conscious awareness. Um, and then, you know, it, it, again, it's like what we want to be able to do is kind of empty the cup you know, like, like, how do we kind of like remove the noise? And that's where um, meditation absolutely is an incredibly powerful tool. And I know um, Jury in the in the YouTube chat was just mentioning that as well. So, you know, if that's like one of the things that we're consciously aware of, where it's like, oh, my dreams just seem like so random and just all over the place and, you know, and, and everything like that. Well, I think being able to kind of like practice, this is like an actual tip is like before bed to literally like empty your cup, to, to go into meditation, to take some time kind of like thinking about the things during the day that maybe gave you anxiety or maybe had your attention um, or even just the things that brought you gratitude, but then just kind of like focus on them for a bit, 
think about them for a little bit, write them down, like, like unload it from your consciousness, like get it on paper, get it out of you. And then you kind of like create that empty space. And then like within that, that's where, um, again, like more of the dreaming can be like this, because like you start looking at it, it's like, it's like, what is the potential of dreams? That's when you start looking at the potential and that's where it's like, Oh, that's when you start maybe having dreams of like, you know, like speaking with loved ones who are no longer here. That could be a very healing experience, or it could be like imagining a piece of artwork that you haven't created yet or it could be like connecting to a past life connecting to a future life connecting to like a starseed family connecting to like a like the archetype of a deity or, or something like that right like those are the things that you know when you think about it it's like why do humans have dreams it's it's in one way i think it's so that we can literally continue to evolve our consciousness like like ongoing, right? So it's like, we're awake, we're evolving our consciousness, we go to sleep, we're still evolving our consciousness. Because when you think about it, you know, it's like, are our dreams real? Well, I think to, to simply put it, you know, if they can provide an experience that your soul can grow from, then that is real, that that makes them real, it makes them important, whether or not it's real within this physical dimension, like that's kind of secondary. But were you able to learn something from it? Was there something that happened that you were able to kind of like integrate into a knowing of yourself? And, and if that's the case, then it's like suddenly, you know, you start looking at it and, and we're moving through this life where we're actually like evolving our consciousness twice as fast as, as you know, in some cases, whereas like nowadays people are, you know, using the, their, their, their dreaming is almost just kind of like it's, it's not really, it's not serving to, to its potential. So it's like, how do we as dreamers uh, return back to that space so that we can use our dreams for, for healing, for traveling, for experience, for creativity, for connection, for shared dreaming. You know, these are the things that for me really fascinate me and, and constantly bring me back um, to, to this discussion. Anyways, um, anybody in the YouTube chat, please feel free to leave your comments as well. And um, yeah, Gwen and Jen, we can just kind of chit chat here for a bit and we'll just kind of see where things go. And if anybody has any questions for the group as well, um, even in the YouTube chat, feel free to let us know. So yeah, if either one of you wants to jump in, please, by all means. I, I was going to say a group of friends of mine, we used to do our practices, our spiritual practices together. Um, and at the time, like I said, back, this was pre-internet, well, not completely pre-internet, but it was not that uh, user-friendly yet. I was occasionally on the internet, but it was for BBS boards and whatnot, usually arguing over Star Trek uh, in those days, like, which is your favorite captain? But in terms of uh, dreaming, we felt like we were more vulnerable in our dreams than other times, and we were dealing with some kind of uh, darkness i still to this day do not know if it was an internal darkness coming back at us that we thought was outside or if it was an outside source that's something i would like to find other people that have practitioned through the years and see if they've ever had something show up and I, this isn't really the discussion for it except that it did sometimes show up in dreams and the basic description was what we called the nameless faceless um and it would attack you, but it would also try to tempt you to become more and more aggressive and to be more likely to attack than to uh, defend as time went on because you would become tired of being stepped on. Well, one of the things we did as a group is uh, find a way to connect ourselves via a dream network, which we used uh, stone pyramids uh, that we put together and did a spell sort of practice hard to say what tradition 
Um, it was a mix, a, a, mis, a mishmash of what felt right and stuff that we found in books. But uh, we brought our pyramids together. We basically connected them. We reaffirmed our connection with each other. And the stones were in our room where we slept. And we could, we got to the point where we could feel if one of us was being attacked in dream and respond as a group to protect them. Um, it became, after our many years, it became no longer necessary for me because I can just ask deity and spirit to keep it away from me and it won't bother me anymore, um, so to speak. Yeah, It's still out there, whatever it is, mm -hmm. whether it was an internal darkness or something else, like I said, I mm -hmm. don't know. Um, but for my, I was one of the first to kind of drop out of this as a group where we would meet together to fight the darkness because it made us feel important. Um, and we referred to ourselves as guardians and whatnot um, as a result. Uh, not saying we weren't, I still don't know. I just question over time because I do know that when I finally started just accepting that it was okay to ask for help from the divine instead of just stand on my own, because there are things out there that are bigger than me, whether they are gods or whatever you want to call them, that are bigger and more experienced than me. So it was like I, I learned to think of myself as their child. And of course, my children, even though my children are adults, they can still count on me to back them up and come help them anytime I possibly can. So I kind of started looking at it that way. And when I accepted help from the divine, this could no longer get to me. It did come in my dreams a few times and scream at me from outside of a golden shields that I was no longer playing the game, whatever this game was that we were playing. Um, but I ended up exiting that and sort of exiting our dream network over time as a result, because others stayed in it longer and it seemed to bring darker and darker things into people's lives. Now I'm still friends with some of these folk and they're fine now, they've moved on from it it no longer affects them directly uh, for whatever reason. We all find found our own paths out of it and our own like little paths of enlightenment as a result. But it's something that I, I think people might want to experiment with, with really close groups, not the playing with the darkness. I, I don't recommend that, but finding focuses and way to, if you need a physical focus, it, it can be helpful to connect and dream with others that, that you, you love now probably you will find that you'll connect with dreams with your young one as he grows that he'll tell you about and you'll both find out that you're interacting in dream but uh absolutely but if you ever have a, an instance where someone either needs protection or, or healing either you can make focuses that people can wear or you can there, there's all kinds of concepts to play with there that we kind of stumbled upon by accident trying to protect ourselves and we refer to ourselves as the circle of the eightfold path, even though none of us knew anything about Buddhism at the time, nor knew that that was the name of anything in Buddhism. Oh, wow. That's very, so. how, what was the general age? Were like, I was teenagers? Uh, late teens uh, late through mid twenties. Uh, yeah. That's, it's fascinating. Cause I mean, like even just you telling, telling me that it sounds like it's like almost like the story for like a new TV show. Of, of you know just like it sounds like science fiction in some cases yeah. like oh these like group of group of like young teenagers get together and they're like battling like dark entities in the dream space and stuff like that 
Um, but that is a part of this human experience. And, and again, you know, it's interesting because like you start getting in, you know, with dreams, it's like, oh, dreams are fascinating and dreams are joyful and dreams are healing and stuff like that. But it's like dreams are also a challenge. They're, they're, they are uh, a place of transformation. They are the crucible. Um, so they are a place where the shadow is illuminated. Um, and so it's interesting because just hearing from your experience, you know, like, like, and, and this is something that I can't really speak too much from my own um, direct experience, but I know other people who have spoken about it where yes, like within dreams, there is the idea that, you know, like there's, there's kind of like projections of our own internal characters, our archetypes and our shadows. But then there's also like, can other entities kind of like meet within our dream space and stuff like that. Um, but then at the same time, it's interesting because as much as that can happen in sort of like kind of like a negative way where you can kind of get like an uninvited guest into your dream space, which is your sacred space. At the same time, you can also invite in the archetypes and the energies of specific deities um, angels, archangels, guardians, and things like that. Um, which I, I, again, I, I don't think like a lot of people are even aware of that. Um, you know, they're kind of navigating through this dream space, just kind of like bouncing around and doing things on their own. Um, but one of the things that's fascinating is that, you know, since going back to like the intention of dreams, where it's like, well, what if you actually knew that you had like an entire roster of these like higher dimensional beings that you can connect with in dream time. Um, and then what it would be, it would be again, just kind of like you initiating that link, you initiating that conversation. Um, and that's kind of the thing that from my understanding is that, you know, if any of these entities, they don't just like come into your, like the good ones, the benevolent ones, they don't just yeah. come into your dream space. You always have to invite them. You have it, to it's, invite it's, them, it's yes. So it's it's up to us. Like they're, they'll sit and be like, be like, we're ready. Like if you need us, we're ready. So I mean, at the same time, it's like, you don't have to wait until you're fighting some sort of like symbolic dark energy or something like that. But, you know, even for your own practice, if you want to, before falling asleep, you can kind of open up your heart space and kind of like find a specific deity or angel that you resonate with. And kind of say like, hey, you know, like, it's like, I'm open to being able to connect and receive, show me what I need to see within my dream space tonight, you know, and, and if you're coming from that place of, of love and, and pure intention, and even a little bit of curiosity, um, it, it, you can almost approach it kind of like an experiment. Um, and, and, and they're like, they're teachers, and they want to kind of, and yeah. we're students. So like, they want to kind of like mentor us and, and everything. Um, Gwen, I can see you nodding along for that. Is that stuff that you've even had your own experiences with as well that you'd like to share and even give people some insight on? Well, um, after becoming a, a Reiki practitioner for some years, I, I actually went, had a teacher for years in the physical realm. And then when he and I are still friends, but I had to move far away and we don't get to have the kind of discussions we used to. One night I was just thinking before I fell asleep, Hey, you know, I would, I would, Love to love it if I could have a a teacher to continue further on this because even though I'm considered a a master Reiki teacher whatever because he gave me extra instruction in teaching Reiki and opening people to Reiki uh, I don't feel like I even barely scratched the surface at learning things that could be learned here and that night when I fell asleep an old Asian man came to me in my dream it was just like you want to learn you. <laughs> He occasionally still does come to me in my dreams. And I don't usually remember the, these dreams super clearly. I'll just remember that he was in them and there was a lot of golden energy. But usually I'll feel like I can do something slightly different after, after I've had one of these dreams. So 
and uh, wow. the inviting things I was also going to say in the real world, um, in my experience, the divine will not, the you know, divine energy will not interfere even with your physical world without your very direct permission. It seems to be like an absolute respect for free will. Uh, and my my joke about that isn't even really a joke. Uh, one time I was sticking my foot into traffic because I was very depressed and saying, I wish a car would run over my ankle so I didn't have to work at the Renaissance Fair tomorrow. And later that night, I broke my ankle <laughs> while walking at a railroad track. Um, but the important thing about that one is that I was actually walking down to put myself in front of a train. This sounds so tragic. I have such a crazy life. I'm sorry. But after my firstborn, I didn't realize I had uh, uh, postnatal depression. And it was the first time I'd been deeply, deeply suicidally depressed. And I had this uh, went out train walking, track walking, which back then I liked to go walk on the tracks at night. Uh, we would watch for trains and then just get off the track and watch the train go by. Well, that night I was standing still at the top of a, a hill with the, the rocks, if you know the big rocks that are often by train tracks. And a train was coming and I just had this strong impulse. I'm just going to just walk right out and jump in front of the train. And on my way walking down, I suddenly... This was the same day, mind you, that I'd been teasing with my ankle, putting it into traffic and pulling it back about, you know, well, if only my ankle would get broken so I wouldn't have to go to work tomorrow. And I was walking and I felt something push me and I fell just down and crushed my ankle between a rock and myself, which hurt. Um, but uh, I, I seriously felt the presence of what I now refer to as, as boss at that time because she is my main protector um and so it's it's just this it's hard to de describe but it's it's that i totally felt both the joking be careful what you ask for you just might get it but at the same point in time i was like why would she interfere with me killing myself lots of people kill themselves and gods don't stop them I just want to, Jen, thank you so much. Jen's just on her way out. Oh, she just left. Bye, Jen. We love you. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I didn't no know she was going. That's all right. That's all right. Talking too uh, long. No, no, it's totally fine. It's, it's fascinating just being able to, again, just hear everyone's experiences. And um, we'll, me, me and you, Gwen, we'll just kind of chit-chat here for a little bit more, and then we'll get close to wrapping it up anyways. Okay. Um, if anybody had any questions from the chat, please feel free to let us know. Uh, there, there was a question in the chat from Jury who says, is dimensional travel possible within dream world? Um, I, 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 again, it's, it's interesting just the way how we kind of like phrase that question, because uh, again, the question is, is dimensional travel possible within dream world? I, I would say that, you know, like dreaming is nothing other than dimensional travel, so to speak, you know, like literally like the practice of dreaming is going into another dimensional state, you know, it's going into a, a state where we're occupying one of our energy bodies, because we have like multiple, again, this is this physical body is just one of these bodies. But then we again, we kind of have like, the people refer to them as like, again, like the like the mental body, the astral body, and you kind of have like these many different bodies that are designed to be able to travel through these dimensional spaces. And in these dimensional spaces, again, you know, we experience like different properties, different physicality, time isn't quite the same and everything like that. Um, so I mean, just knowing that, you know, within dreaming, it's a chance for us to be able to practice dimensional travel, it, it becomes very interesting, because I think, 
you know, when we don't have intention, it's interesting because it's like what's steering us within dream time. And to me, that always became fascinating because I feel like there's always this like higher consciousness that's kind of like directing us um, kind of in the similar way that we experience within waking life, even within kind of what you were talking about, like with your with your ankle and stuff like that, where, you know, when we kind of are aware of the fact that there's like this other kind of energy that's moving through things that's when we start finding ourselves aligning to synchronicities and things like that and you know finding our place at the right place at the right time so you know within dream time it's interesting because it's like when when we aren't consciously with our hands at the wheel it still seems that there's like still something steering the vehicle um and and that and at the same time, I think we can put a lot of faith in that. Uh, we can kind of like surrender ourselves to that where, you know, we can enter into dream space and we can open up our hearts and empty our cup and set that intention, you know, kind of like, like take me where I need to go tonight within the dream space. But then at the same time, uh, equally so, we can develop that ability so that we can consciously begin to steer our way through the dimensional travel. And this is when you start getting into more of like the conscious, the lucid dreaming um, as well, where you can literally will yourself from, you know, one location to an X, like within dream time. And, and the idea that for me, that's fascinating <clears throat> within dream time is that, <clears throat> you know, and this is where I wish Lacey was here to talk about this, <clears throat> where you can actually go into like these like other dimensional realms that actually exist. Um, you know, like other, like other, like places, like cities, landscapes, um, <clears throat> stuff that you'll hear about, like even in like mythology and stuff. And again, and these can be like both like higher realms and lower realms. Um, this is something that Lacey has talked about where she's like, she's had experiences where she's had dreams where she would be in these like lower realms. And, and like, how would she know it would be a lower realm? It's just like, like an absence of light, this denseness, this darkness, this kind of heaviness, the mood, the setting, you know, it looked like stuff out of like a horror movie and everything. The kind of like all these like shadow symbols within our subconscious and stuff. And then again, and then you got the higher dimensions where you get places where it's like, it's like nature is just like breathing itself through the structure of everything. And there's like these benevolent beings and their celebration and light and stuff. Um, so it, it is really fascinating that again, you know, like here within this physical plane, we don't really get taught this a lot, but it's like, this is just one dimension, right? And so it's like every night when we go to sleep, we have this ability to consciously or unconsciously or super consciously begin exploring these other dimensional states. Um, and then again, it's, 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 it's interesting because it's just like, that's such a big part of our experience as a soul. And yet, for many of us, we're not even remembering it. So that's where, you know, for dream practice, the, the reason why I'm, I love being able to go back to the discussions is because, you know, the, the reason for bringing more awareness to our dreams uh, it, it, beyond just the entertainment and the fascination of it, it's literally to be able to evolve our consciousness, to, to, to awaken to more of what it means to be a cosmic being, so to speak. Um, but Gwen, go, go ahead. I'd love to even just kind of hear your thoughts about, you know, like dimensional travel within dreams and how we can even, you know, kind of explain that to people that may just be kind of new to a lot of you know the concept of dreaming and stuff because no one really told us about this growing up right we kind of had to figure well, it out and, right? my first thought so. would be part of it if you want to look at it as a practical training for what will happen after we no longer inhabit a physical body i, I mean that's yeah tibetan book of the dead talks all about we, that right we wasted our opportunities yeah. too much it might be a little harder to learn when we get to that state 
um, I mean, sure, you might be able to have, uh, I'm pretty sure you could still ask things to come help you and teach you. Uh, and, but you, it would probably be better to be able to do that from a place of wonder than, than terror. Because, uh, I mean, certainly having mild paranormal type experiences with spirit, spirit definitely is more accessible when in dream. Uh, that's generally when I have had blessed dead come and visit me as well as some of my less blessed dead family, but uh, not necessarily family in spirit, but family in blood. Um, and in terms of dimensional travel, I mean, I know I've been to many different worlds that would make great sci-fi and fantasy novels just in themselves trying to describe, but I'm not, I would take too long to try to describe too many of them. But there are also ones that seem to be sort of that go into different cultures. Um, there's always been sort of, of a type of library that it seems like many people have been able to access with all kinds of different information, both on the physical world and the spiritual worlds. Um, and that library seems to cross into different dimensions and different worlds in and of itself. So you may see it as one, one place, but at least in my experiences, it's a place that straddles all kinds of different levels of existence. Uh, and in a practical sense, you can use dream to travel what we would usually refer to as astrally, but you can do that within this world and see other people in this world and check on them. I mean, my own kids have woke up and seen me peeking at them before. <laughs> and then like, mom, would you not peek at me? <laughs> would they, would they see that? Like, would they kind of be like in a hypnagogic state when they would see yes, that? Like when yeah. they first would wake up, um, one of, one of mine still as an adult has, uh, Rhiannon, she has uh, regular uh, sleep paralysis and oftentimes a lot of fear. And if I am able to sense that if we're asleep at the same time, I've been known to show up and help break her out of the paralysis. Oh, that's fascinating. Just, just knowing that that's even like possible is, is really, really amazing to hear, so. Yeah. Well, we didn't know it was possible, but we've, like I said, my my husband and I were doing the the dream sharing yeah. early on, and and always trying to break it down scientifically because I was actually raised in a family that even though I I went to church, my own personal family were not religious. They were very very science based type people, and so they taught me scientific method and uh, just the basic ideas behind using scientific method first before I learned any spiritual stuff. So a lot of it for me was trying to actually test it as much as possible. And then finding it surprising me regularly that it would come back with results that I couldn't really explain. Um, That's a great way to go about it, though, you know, to be able to approach dreams like a science and, and to use yourself as the experiment to, to be able to try things out. You know, I think it, it's kind of similar you know, for me, like I got my Reiki uh, certification from a man who uh, kind of approached it from like the scientific where he was just like, he's like, I've heard about this working, but I want to know if it works for myself. So I'm going to, I'm going to try this Reiki thing. I would kind of let go of expectation and then just kind of see what happens. And again, you know, like with dreams, if we're, it, it, so much of it is just based on the programming of our beliefs before we even go into it. So if we think that dreams have nothing to offer us and they're just random neurons firing in the brain and that's all that they ever are, then for many people, that's all they ever will be. But if, as soon as you start, again, just kind of like 
being around other people who are talking about their experiences and they're like, oh, no, no, no. Like my dreams are way different. My dreams are, you know, traveling to astral cities and talking to deities and seeing my past self and talking to loved ones and, you know, like creating cities with my mind and traveling through portals and everything like that. Suddenly people are just like, wait a second, like that's on the menu. That's possible. Like, okay, now, now that I know that that can happen for one person, it can happen for all of us. Right. So I think just knowing that, 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 that reality even exists in the first place for a lot of people is, is very inspirational because again, we just, we don't talk about it enough. So that's why sharing our experiences and sharing our documented consciousness is um, so, so important because it, it, it's testament to what's possible. So um, Gwen, I, I appreciate what, what you've been able to share in the circle tonight. And again, just being a, 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 like a, a, a living library of, of what's possible <laughs> over the years, you know? So, yeah. Reminding me of my age. Thank you. No, I'm kidding. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> We're all ages. So. That's fine. Um, but yeah, let, let's, let's get close to wrapping this up here. Uh, River's getting pretty fidgety. So um, Gwen, what would be any just sort of like closing, uh, just a little bit of advice you might have for people out there who are on their dream practice? Could be the obvious things too. Probably the both uh, setting intention, uh, doing relax, uh, basic relaxation exercises, even if you're not really deep into meditation. Uh, so breathing exercises, there's tons of different methods. You just have to find one that resonates with you. Try them out. Some will make you feel silly, <laughs> but whatever actually helps you relax, you can stick with that. Um, I also would generally recommend, even if you're not religious or necessarily spiritual, just thinking of your space as clean and safe before you go to sleep. You know, just clear of any which is a part of the reason for either the meditation or breathing exercises to make a, a, a particular effort to drop any of the stresses of the day that you can, because those are going to tend to be in your dreams and then dominate your dreams, uh, but may not help you gain rest or, or any healing or learning that you might otherwise be able to get. So just, you know, make it your space when you sleep. Yeah. Or share I think, it with someone you love that you trust. That's also possible. That's also good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, you know, for just that idea where it's just like, it's like, how can I get better at dreaming? It's like, clean your room, like step one, clean your room, you know? And so um, I, I absolutely, because it's like using, you know, creating your space into a sacred space. It is, it is incubating the ceremony, right? So if you're just kind of like sleeping and things are all over the place, it's like, hey, maybe that's the case. Maybe you'll clean it tomorrow. But to notice the difference where it's like, okay, like this is like a ceremony that I'm creating. And then again, kind of like, how can you make that ceremony even more meaningful to you? And I think in a lot of cases, that's where challenging yourself to not only meditate before bed, but to journal and also to turn off your phone, like a good, like 45 minutes before bed, if you're able to do that, um, even try going to bed a little bit earlier, um, you know, and then having a routine for when you wake up in the middle of the night, what that's going to look like, um, just having some water nearby, not checking your phone in the middle of the night having a way to be able to record your dream if that's a dream journal or if you are using an electronic device that's okay too um, and then again and then when you wake up in the morning kind of like waking up in a very like meditative mindset where you're just thinking back on you know what's one thing you can remember and then you kind of like go backwards from there and then it's like you'll notice how like one thought kind of connects to other thoughts and it might get like a sensation or a smell or a vision or just something. And then it kind of 
compounds after that. And then, you know, you, you, you do that enough and you're developing the practice, you're developing the muscles. And then suddenly like what started off as a couple sentences becomes a paragraph, becomes a couple paragraphs, becomes, you know, pages of, of recall that you're having in the middle of the night. So um, there's hope there for everyone. And, and um, yeah, again, just kind of even just paying attention to just like what we're putting into our body on our daily basis, both in terms of our food, but also in terms of like energetically, uh, in terms of the media that we're putting into our body, the people that we're surrounding ourselves, um, all those things make a difference as well. And um, even just like uh, being able to be mindful that for some people, like working with cannabis can definitely affect dream recall. I know for a lot of people, they find that if they take a break from cannabis, their dream recall comes back pretty quickly. So that's also another thing there. And then again, you know, even just like experimenting with like different dream herbs or, or anything like that. There's lots of stuff out there, but um, it doesn't have to be overly complicated. Again, I think it just kind of comes down to the intention and the will. And um, yeah. And then again, just having a community that you can come back to and, and share the stories with and, and just kind of like be in that supportive environment. So yeah. Gwen, any, anything else uh, either came to mind or you want to add in? And then we'll be close to wrapping it up. Yeah. River's just about ready. Yeah, I can tell. I was just going to add that if you're uh, going to bed early, that also means that you should set your alarm slightly early so that you're not, the moment your alarm getting off, it goes off. You don't have to immediately leap out of bed, hit the shower and, and go. Um, that yes. you have that moment when you're waking to wake up in a relaxed fashion so that you know that you have a moment to lie there and contemplate what the mood is even when you come out of your dream. If you can remember how you felt as you woke up, that can begin kind of be that beginning hook towards the memory of what happened in the dreams. But that's, that's about it. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's great. Um, yeah. It, again, I think uh, giving yourself that extra bit of time in the morning and, and really just making a, a habit of contemplating throughout your waking existence or your waking life as well. Um, you know, like just like bringing your attention to the details. Uh, and this is where you can start getting into the, the, you know, kind of like the reality checks and everything and really just kind of like checking the texture of things, checking the solidity of things, checking watches, checking light switches, all these little little tips and tricks um, that people can kind of like you, you you can hear all about this and other stuff and you know like checking with gravity playing with gravity and again just genuinely like like when you for a lot of people you know they hear about this idea of like asking while you're awake be like be like am i dreaming right now and and it's not so much like the question it, it's not so much the question it's it's really like the mindset behind the question because if you're just like am i dreaming right now obviously i'm not i'm awake so then well why did you even ask yourself if you already knew the answer more so it's about like how you ask the question and you actually want to be able to ask it like with that curiosity to just be like be like but maybe I am dreaming right now. Like, 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 don't be so certain because if you convince yourself of this certainty all the time in your waking life, then you're going to ask that question while you're dreaming and you're going to convince yourself that you're not dreaming. And then you're just going to go about your, your regular routine. Like this can literally happen where you'll be like, am I dreaming right now? And you'll be in a dream and you'll be like, no, I'm not dreaming. So it's like, you literally almost want to like be on that edge where you ask yourself that question in waking life and almost be convinced that you might be dreaming. Like it, it could be, you could be dreaming. And then just again, kind 
kind of like bring in that curiosity um, so that when you do ask yourself that question within the dream, uh, the instinct to want to like test it, um, where it's like you're not just jumping to check if you're going to fall down. You're literally jumping with the intention to fly, you know? So it's like, if you think you can fly, you will fly. But if there's like a molecule of doubt in your left toe that says, no, I'm not going to fly because I'm wide awake right now. You'll do that in a dream and you won't fly. So it's like really being able to kind of like observe, this is kind of like a more of an advanced practice, but observe where there may be any sort of like doubt to be able to actualize these, these dream-like abilities and then to be able to like practice letting that go to the point where if you were to jump within this physical reality that a part of you might almost feel as if it could fly away. And then if you can like get into that mindset when you do it in a dream, you're more likely to actually like have that experience where you'll again, kind of like start to fly. So, but anyways, let's get ready to wrap this up. Um, River, our executive producer here, he's ready to call it a night. So um, Jen, any just closing thoughts and gratitude, please feel free. And then we'll, we'll wrap it up after that. So, yeah, go ahead, Jen, just any, any closing gratitude. No, just uh, thank you for having this tonight. This has been great. I've really enjoyed this. I've been feeling a little isolated these days. I wonder why. <laughs> I well, live thank with you a lot again of for that can't be exposed to too much illness. So <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. Thank you again for joining. Thank you again for sharing. And um, yeah, with that said, we'll, we'll wrap it up. So for everybody yeah. here, thank you so much for, for tuning thank into you. this broadcast. Um, again, we're kind of in the midst of just changing things around with the schedule. So check out more at paradigmshiftcentral.com. Uh, there's going to be upcoming events that I necessarily won't be hosting, but other members in the community will be hosting. Uh, we'll see River around when he's able to join. And um, yeah, check the links in the info for this video for show notes to the other creators and uh, go ahead and join with your membership on the main website and feel free to send me a direct message on Instagram at any point. So uh, on behalf of myself and all the other dreamers here today and on behalf of River, uh, thank you guys so much for joining and until next time. So bye everyone. Thanks for joining. Bye guys. All right. Until next time. Much love everyone. Take care.